Hello, and welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs of the challenges and opportunities HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. My name is Julie Devlin, here with my awesome... <laughs> I can't take you seriously. Holy <laughs> co-host... Chaz Fields. Chaz Fields. Oh, man. (laughs) Only when you're in trouble, they call you Charles, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, Jules, what made you smile today? (laughs) You couldn't wait to get to it. No, I can't. I can't. Chaz, well, um, it's a big day here uh, at my my house. Um, Actually, it's been a big couple of days because I got a new iPhone, Chaz. I got the iPhone 13, and people are probably saying, Wow, why why does that really matter? Well, Chaz, I had the iPhone 8 and I spent <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And if, if you have the 8 or, or earlier version, we're certainly not making fun of you, but let's just say that many of my coworkers, Chaz included, have uh, newer versions of the iPhone. And I had this huge uh, mental block of, of getting a new phone because Chaz, I didn't want to get rid of the home button. Julie, I, I, where were we? I, we were somewhere together and we were having this conversation and I pulled up the change. We were speaking somewhere together and I pulled up the change curve and I'm like, you're here with an iPhone eight. That phone is, I mean, it's old Jules. Like I, 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 I but I'm so glad. First off, I'm really glad that you got the phone. Congratulations for joining modern America. Thank Not you. that the iPhone eight was so bad. Cause it was really cool when it came out. Let's be yeah. real. <laughs> Back in 2016 or whenever it came out. Jeez. Okay. Well, our, our people are probably like, what is wrong with her or what is it? He's making fun of her for the no, iPhone No, he's 8. not. Yeah. No, he's not. No. And we're not, again, we're not making fun of you if you have an iPhone 8 or sooner. But uh, it was, it, it was, it was my, I was obsessing over getting rid of the home button on the oh, iPhone. And if funny. you, if anybody still has the iPhone with the home button, We'd love to hear from you because I want to know. You're staying strong. Yeah, you're staying strong, number one. Because I knew that once I got rid of it, I'd never, I'm never going to get it back. And like um, the home button just felt, it felt at home. It made me feel at home, Chaz. And oh, geez. Yeah, Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. No, it, I, I was comfortable with it. And, you know, we can equate it to HR stuff when we talk, we talk about the you know the change curve and 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 you know the changes and at work and whatnot and it truly was like that and then when I finally texted you and said that I got um, at the iPhone 13 you were like, like prove it moment. it like was a hilarious proud dad moment. <laughs> it was so funny it was so funny because you said she's growing prove up it. on me she's yeah. growing up so. yeah. Um, that's awesome. So anyways, this made me smile, Julie, uh, but also November's my birthday month, my Mm. birthday month amongst many others. Uh, and my birthday gift came in. Um, my lovely wife got me a new watch that came in three weeks later. So, um, which is great. So I, I, I enjoy it. I'm joining the modern world as well. So, um, but that's not why we're here. Let's Mm -mm. talk about why we're here, Jules. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Why are we here today, Chaz? Well, I think that there's a lot of reasons why we're here, but we're going to start with the business side of the day because because that's what we do here on the People Purpose Podcast. So 
I'm going to read it, Chaz, and I'm going to ask you to, to sort of give me your thoughts. So a study by Oxford Economics shows that only half of employees claim to understand the vision and goals of their organization. Wow. First reaction, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would have guessed more if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but And the reason I say that is too often we... You know, you think about getting a job, you think about working for a different place, you know, whether it's income or pursuing passion, hopefully it's both, whatever, you know, the the host of things that we go to work for. Um, but I'll be honest, I've been in those situations um, many moons ago where it was like, I just wanted a job, right? I mm-hmm. didn't necessarily, I found it, I tried to find a job that fit within you know, my experience level, my areas of expertise, for lack of a better term. And I didn't necessarily seek out what the vision or goals of the organization were. What do you think about that? Yeah. You know, you say it's not surprising. I agree with that, but I also want to take a little different spin on it too. So I would challenge all of you who are listening to the podcast. Do you know the vision and goals of your organization? Do you know the mission? What's the mission statement? And if you can't answer that, likely your employees won't be able to either. Would you agree, Chaz? I would. I think what's cool about this is that it shows that we need to do a better job of exactly answering the question that you have. I think here's, you know, I would I would hope that most organizations talk about it during onboarding, right? Yeah. You and I both know that that's not always the case, right? No. Or, hey, we're going to put everybody in a room and sit down and watch a cool video and we expect you to remember it, you know, six days from now or seven days or six years, whatever it is. But you also had 35 other videos to watch and really tough to remember all of that information. Right. Right. Um, Cause you're so excited and you have all the nerves and everything of starting on the first day. Anyways, I'll be honest, Julie, I don't retain a lot on the first yeah. day because yeah. you're just like, Oh, I want to get to my job, but Oh wait, I got to go through, you know what I mean? So um, I would, I would venture to say that we as leaders probably need to do a little bit better job of testing our knowledge after the fact and saying, mm-hmm. okay, here's how you contribute to your department. Here's how your department contributes to the organization. Here's how the organization views the the mission, the vision, the goals, all of these different things. And this is how your position impacts it, right? Yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you what, I have a feeling that if we look at the people who respond negatively to that question, a lot of them would be frontline workers. Because I think so often we talk about you know, we talk about those things to the salaried employees, the white collar employees. But when's sure. the last time you've, you know, you talked to a blue collar worker about what, how what they're doing impacts everything? Yeah, no, that's. I think that's spot on. Um, you know, growing up in a very blue collar town, I would venture to say the vast majority, um, at least of the people that I know, were just like, I just want a job. I want to do my job. You know, show up, go home, enjoy the things that I enjoy, and not necessarily know mission, vision, you know, all of these different things. So I think it's really important because we talk about training, we talk about development, we talk about career pathing, we talk about all of these different things. If we're genuinely trying to help the business, why not share more business and business acumen with all of our people? And that could be something as simple as vision goals. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so. food, it's, it's food for thought. And it's something mm-hmm. that we just another thing that uh, HR, business, p- professionals, people, managers need to remember to, <laughs> to communicate to yeah. our 
to our employees, right? Because, cool. hey, we don't have enough to worry about. So, Chaz, what are we talking right. about today? Yeah, so today is going to be a little bit of a special – I wouldn't call it a, a, a recap, if you will. But, Julie, when you and I sat down and talked about this, um, you know, this episode will drop early December and then another episode the week of, um, you know, the Christmas holiday for those that celebrate it. So we kind of wanted to do this wrap-up. Cons- you know, how do we consume what you and I have talked about over the last, I don't know, six months or whatever it's been mm-hmm. um, in three major, major areas. Um, yeah. And what I will tell you is today, Julie, I want to talk about feedback. Okay. I want to decide if it's, is it our biggest asset? And if so, where um, within the realm of that? So what's interesting about this, Julie, is that if we look back in 21 and even back to 2020, we understand the weight that it continues to bear on each of us, but also the weight that we're trying to to remove in some degree to really create better efforts for our organization, focus on really what's important. Let's identify why our employees are being loyal or if they're not being loyal, how do we Um, you know, build that loyalty, create that loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. And we're really trying to manage so many different things from expectations to employer expectations to what we may be conditioned from a consumer level expectation in the workplace, right? So um, one of the biggest pieces, if you think about prior to the pandemic, was the war on talent, right? Mm -hmm. Unemployment was super, super low. Everybody was like, oh, we got to we got to attract talent and then we got to retain talent, you know, and then COVID hits, numbers drop significantly, unemployment increases tremendously. But the reality of it is we still want to attract the best talent. We still want to retain the best talent, right? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to sort of, you know, if we're doing a sort of look back and think back right. of, of, of everything, it's, it's really interesting what you, what you mentioned. I, I, I can't, I, I think sometimes I think of 2020 and like the time before 2020, like maybe too much. I don't know. But like, I think about it's so hard at this point to remember a world without this, without right. COVID, without the, the, we, oh man, Chaz, our world has changed. Our right. world has changed. And, and I'm not saying anything profound there. What what you're hearing from me is coming from like the heart. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. we've changed. Everything has changed. There's nothing that is the same and well, it will, it will never be the same. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's something we have to remember. And if we think about just the stark contrast between February, 2020, where we were to today, mm-hmm. it's, everything's turned upside down. But like what you said, that doesn't necessarily mean that things that were important then aren't important now. They're just exactly. different in a different way. They're it's, it's ex- that's exactly what I'm saying. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing that. Sometimes I get a little wordy, <laughs> but we, we do the, we do the reflection of with you and I and, and what we do in consulting is we just look at it and say, why is it not working anymore? Like if right. we, if we can answer that question, that gives us a starting point to develop, right? So with this in mind, I want you to think about three key actions that that we're going to talk about here that leaders really can take today um, to gather feedback and Mm -hmm. and build this corporate culture, attract talent, retain talent, remove some of those liabilities, not people, but remove the liabilities that you as an organization probably have um, to to make it a little bit easier. So, So Julie, in summation, one of the big things we learned is employees are our best resource, right? Yeah. We've got to we, listen to them. So 
we did this research at the Workforce Institute, um, as we've mentioned before in a previous episode, that two thirds of employees feel that their voice has truly been ignored. Ignored. Yeah. Nobody likes being ignored, Julie. No. Right. Nobody likes being in, ignored um, by their manager or their employer. Right. So immediately we have to flip that switch and say, okay, if our employees aren't are our best, right? They're our best resource. They are truly an asset. They're our most expensive asset. And we don't listen to them. What's going to happen, Julie? Well, what's going to happen is they're going they're not going to give us <laughs> feedback when we ask for it. Right. Um, they're not going, it's going to uh, foster a lack of trust. Right. It's going to foster a lack of them feeling like, like the organization cares about their opinion. And I mean, it, it's just, everything is negative, right? There's just, yeah, there's, like, what, what, hey, please share one yeah, thing that's positive. Yeah. No, right? <laughs> you, you can't, you can't. Right. But I think so often Chaz people, uh, people, and I'm going to mean people, I mean, organizations, they yeah. miss the mark on this. They really do. Right. Um, it, well, so many times we send messages to employees, but we don't ask for messages to come back. We don't ask for mm -hmm. information to come back. And you know, my famous line Chaz, right? right? What is HR's currency? It's feedback. Right. That's right. It's what it's what we do with that feedback that's going to going to make all the difference to mm -hmm. our bottom line, to our organization, to our employees. Yep. But it's getting that feedback and actually doing something actionable with it. Right. Taking it, understanding it, no matter what our feelings are about it, because. Mm -hmm. I've rolled my eyes many a time as an HR uh, practitioner, Chaz, no. you know, when somebody gave me feedback, Not right? You. Not yeah. When you. somebody said something negative, oh, I think this, I think that. And if I think back, if there's something I wish I would have done differently as a practitioner, right. probably should have listened better and taken feedback uh, into consideration even better. Right. You know, so, so I urge, again, those of you who are listening, who are in that position, mm. no matter what is said, take it take it with a grain of salt, maybe, but also take it to heart. This is what someone is telling you. This is what they are feeling. This is what their reality is, whether or not it's the reality that you as a business professional intended to give them. Right. Perception, perception is reality. And what people perceive is go it's going to be what they think. Right. So yeah. Now, I, I, just adding on to that, there's devastating impact on retention. And we we keep using this word trust, 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 trust. Mm -hmm. I think a bigger question is where's the trust gone or was it even there in the first place? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like, if you can answer that question pre, pre COVID, post COVID or during COVID, however you want to respond to that, right. Was it there in the first place? And if you believe it was, can we not just go ask our people to say, Hey, look, at one point in time, I really felt like you trusted our organization. What's yeah. changed? Like what's changed? Yeah. You know, so the cool part about this is, um, Hey, let's, let's listen to our people. Let's listen to our people and make sure that they feel heard because they're our um, best resource. Sorry. Second one point, Julie here, ensure yeah. all voices are heard equally and respected. Right. And so often, again, you know, I mentioned earlier, those frontline workers. Mm -hmm. So often we solicit feedback from the salaried employees, those people yes. that maybe we see every day, yes. um, you know, but who are the ones that are really in the trenches? Who are the ones that really uh, are, are know what resources might be lacking? Who are the ones right. that that will tell you the truth about what it is they need to get their job done? Mm -hmm. And I believe that's the people that are on the front lines. Would you agree? I I, I would. I would. I, in fact, I gave a presentation this morning where we, we use the term something like leadership, right? Mm -hmm. In an organization, when you say leadership, it's automatically assumed that it's 
executive level or VPs or, you know, directors, whatever it is. And, you know, we have to listen to leadership. We have to be, you know, transparent. But I also raise the point of there could be leaders amongst groups of people, just what you said, that we should be listening to that don't have those titles, right? We should be yeah. listening to everybody, you know, equally and make sure that they feel heard. But but this idea of unless you have a specific position or title, you are not a leader. And I that's where we miss. Like yeah. that's where we miss because there are so many new and and different and diverse ideas that come from leaders who may not have the the tenure or the title or whatever it is that can really drive that. So right, it's I, like how do we develop those? How do we develop leaders if we don't identify who the leaders could be? I, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. so, and we talk about upskilling and reskilling and how important that is. You know, yeah. I think I think that we have to remember that. So. Yeah. So this is really cool about this too, Jules, that same survey, you know, about nine and 10 employees feel that people in their organization are not heard fairly or, or equally. And, uh, that nearly half say that underrepresented voices remain undervalued by the employers. Hmm. And to me, that tells me that not only are we not listening well, but it's really hard to identify leaders or even create a path for leaders if we don't take the time to listen and more importantly, respect those voices. Yeah. And I know we're not, we certainly don't need to go into this now, but um, mm -hmm. I think it's important to also remember this can also become a diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging issue as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it yeah. can. Um, yeah. So, you know, making sure that we're here, we're listening to uh, diverse voices um, from all aspects, yep. all areas of an organization is vitally important. It's funny, it, it, not funny, because that was, you know, kind of off the cuff there. But the, yeah. the point is, um, with this too, a great stat is organizations that are more diverse also um, see upwards of 19% higher profits, wow. which means we, 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 we listen, we implement business and the people ultimately do better because of the diversity and the culture imperative, right? It, which is, yeah. which is incredible. Um, yeah. And, and Chaz, you know, just kind of wrapping up, I think, that, you know, the next thing, and we mentioned this a little bit, but it's so important to take these ideas that you get and this feedback that you get and turn it into actionable change, but to be sure. intentional, intentional about doing it because simply gathering employee feedback, it's not enough. It has to be part of a larger cycle of listening mm -hmm. and, and acting and communicating. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's kind of funny to me, Jules, that people would say, "Hey, can you tell me what you're thinking?" And then you you give negative feedback, or let's say it's really positive feedback, but it can genuinely help others around you or organ or the organization, hopefully both. Mm -hmm. um, and then nothing gets done. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like if your roof's leaking, ah, well, it won't rain tomorrow, so it'll be it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I remember lots of times where I've missed the mark here. You know, we would get I'd get folks together at a round table or and get feedback, and then yeah. you know the next important thing would happen, and then we you know not take action on anything, and that's. It's not the way to go. So that's where yeah. I where I go in terms of being intentional and intentionality and making sure that there's a regular cadence to you asking for the feedback and 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 that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. And obviously, if you don't know where to start, please reach out to Julie and I because we have plenty of questions and and things that will help you uh, and your organization. If if you don't even know what questions to ask, this is where you can reach out to us. But Julie, what's what I will say is for something like this, even our post 
pandemic or pandemic era practices, as the labor market continues to get tighter and tighter and tighter, we have to remember who helped us sustain and Mm -hmm. keep us here and continue to get us there. And that's our employees. So we have to make sure that um, you know, we're, we're investing in them. We're investing in their energy. We're investing in their loyalty. Uh, because I will tell you, Jules, we've seen it businesses that, you know, have them, them, meaning the employees at the center of their growth strategy, focusing in on transparency, you know, communication and that piece you said, uh, action, right. Yeah, action. action are the ones that I'm really, really, really seeing thrive in in such a positive way. Yeah. And I'll add one more. It's something you said, which is that trust factor. Yeah. Um, because that trust, all of it, I think trust is sort of the umbrella over all of those things. So. I, I, you just gave me a great like design idea. There you go. Like a little <laughs> umbrella, like a little slide, like a little, I don't know, maybe I'll hang it up behind me or something. Is that so. our million dollar idea? Yeah. Is that, is that- Start making t-shirts. I don't oh, know. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause people will buy those tests. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Hey, <laughs> a lot of HR pros out there probably would. So, That's true. Um, That's true. you know, with that, Julie, what did you find your purpose in today? Oh gosh, Chaz. Well, I mean, I think, I think I found a lot of purpose today, but First, um, I think that we need to make sure that we are listening to our employees and not just listening to them, but making sure that they are uh, that they are understood, that we're understanding what they say, and that when they're giving us the feedback, that we're present for it right. and not trying to do something else during that time. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's the reflection piece. Always take the time to sit back and reflect, but also take that reflection and turn it into something. It, it doesn't always have to be new. Maybe mm-hmm. just uh, changed or massaged a little bit to to make it better. But if you don't take the time to sit down and understand the problems or solutions, even that you've had. Um, in the past, it's really, really difficult sometimes to make it better in the future. So yeah, I um, agree. And yeah. you know, we'd love to hear from you. You know, your mm-hmm. thoughts on this on social media. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, people will respond. So uh, that's a, a great segue. Segue. Uh, great segue. I did it. Perfect outro. <laughs> and we're going to be under twenty-three minutes, which is always our goal. So, a few reminders: don't forget uh, to like and subscribe and use the hashtag People Purpose Pod on social media sites like. Twitter and LinkedIn. Also be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from our dear friends over at the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Julie, that wraps up our 2021 summation episode, if you will. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to call it. We'll figure that out after we do this. So I, um, I, yeah, summa- <laughs> we'll call it the summation this- episode. <laughs> Oh, uh, listeners, I'm sorry for him. Uh, yeah, I yeah. apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, long week. So, hey, y'all, it's good to hear from you. Uh, cheers. <laughs>